0: Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, sweet loves. I just love being here with you and doing this podcast. It's so dear to my heart and I love that it makes a difference in your life. And thank you for listening. And I do want to remind you that we're currently enrolling for Alchemy, a school for the soul. The new mentorship programs start in January and there are spaces available if you would love to go deeper with me and all that is intuitive and magical and ancient and modern and everything delicious. I would love to get on a call with you and let's explore working together. And for today's show, Teresa is coming to the reading with Blocks Around Money and how that's showing up in her life. And so we look at how she's in a very stressful situation and has been operating in survival mode for quite some time and how turning towards herself and becoming more embodied and how to sort of detect what's happening inside her body and the physical sensations can be a pathway into a deeper understanding and a deeper loving of herself and how she is going to be changing this dynamic of how she's been in devotion to showing up for others to being in devotion to showing up for herself. We look at how taking on too much can be a way to feel safe and in control of your life. We look at old unprocessed emotions and how they can affect your life today. And particularly for Teresa, we look at grief And how the world is asking her to go into her grief, to be with her grief, and to let it change her so that it can be a rebirth. And through our conversation, we tap into the truth that it's really not about the money, it's always something deeper. But it's so easy and convenient to blame money for our problems or why we're not doing things or why we should or shouldn't and the whole story that we weave around money, when in reality, money just is getting the bad rap for it. It's always something deeper. There's something going on underneath and we explore this in the call today. So my loves, enjoy my call with Teresa. Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Thank you for having me.
1: I have some questions. I feel like there's blocks surrounding money. I'm not poor. I I live in a nice house, but it seems to me like there's blockages. A lot comes in, and then we're struggling for a while, and I'm not sure why that problem is.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. And as I feel into you, what happens is my root chakra tightens. And are you familiar with the chakra system? Yes, I am. So your root chakra shrinks up and gets really tight as you're talking about money. So what what do you reflect with that? You know what comes to me is that I
1: have control issues. like if it's that's that's what came to my mind as soon as you said that. There's control issues.
0: Okay. Tell me a little bit more about those.
1: I, I think there's a lot of uh, guilt when I spend or um, we're two people with one account. So I, I like to control what he spends because he loves to spend. And then we get through this ping pong thing back and forth. So I, I'm, I don't know, my,
0: my feeling is that it's possibly my control. Okay, and as you're talking, I feel your heart contracting and also your throat contracting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's happening inside your body. What do you notice that's happening inside your body as you're telling me this? I'm already getting stressed saying it. <laughs> I could feel the stress welling up in me. Where does it well up in you? Uh,
1: in my chest, in my heart.
0: And what does that feel like? Oh, not that great. Not good. Does it have a sensation? Does it feel hot or cold? Describe uh, it to me.
1: I would say it's uh, it's like fear. Like that feeling of fear.
0: Mm-hmm. What does your feeling of fear feel like to you? What are the like sensations?
1: My, my heart starts to like palpitates. Um, it starts running faster. I feel like I'm sweating. And I always get a visual of like, almost like a purge, you know, like a diarrhea type of purge. It's really
0: weird. A visual, like how does that look?
1: Just almost like everything's coming out of my body.
0: What would happen if everything came out of your body? I wouldn't be here anymore. There'd be nothing left. Where would you be? That's a good question. I think I'd pass. I'd I'd be gone. So there's this part of you that is frantically holding on to all your pieces because there's a part of you that feels you'll die, is what I'm hearing. Wow. I never thought of it that way before. That's, That's a big, scary thing to think of and to hold. Yeah. What do you know guess, about that?
1: You know, I re I I'm baffled. I I never thought of it that way. I don't know. I think maybe there's a lot of pressure like on me to hold everything together in my family. So um I have a son who's on the spectrum, a daughter who has an eating disorder. My husband, he's great, It's fantastic, but it's just it's he's I've allowed him to put me in this matriarch kind of thing you know we wouldn't I I don't know what would happen if you weren't here I hear that a lot too so I don't know if it's all that pressure that melts up because I feel like I've taken on a lot
0: yeah is that a pattern for you in your life
1: yes it is I've done that with friends I've done that with my family absolutely it is yeah
0: when's the first time you can remember or recall feeling this pressure where this that image right of everything coming out of you if you track that back i say the first time it really became a visual for me was when my son
1: was diagnosed with autism that was the first time cuz i i felt like i had to i went on a quest to fix everything um i'm not sure if you're familiar with autism but the spectrum's huge and uh, in Canada, if you earn anything above a certain amount as a joint income, the government doesn't ho- offer any help and the process to do all the therapies are extremely, extremely expensive. So I went on this quest that I was going to fix it and I didn't know how to fix it. So I think that was about the first time that I felt like I was like just spiraling, like everything was coming out of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you say fix it, what were you trying to fix? At the time,
1: I didn't know what type of quality of life this beautiful boy would have had. I felt like I'd been given this amazing gift and then it was retracted. So you really, like, it's so gray. You don't know at the time as a parent what you're going to deal with. There's so many different levels of autism. And I just wanted him to be happy and function normally but I didn't have any of the pieces back then to know. Now, 16 years later, this kid is phenomenal. He's exceeded everything and anything anyone would ever have thought he could have done, but I didn't know that then. Right. And it was very, very hard, very hard at that time.
0: Yeah. And when you were just talking about him now, there was such a different quality in your heart, like the contraction just opened like a flower. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's phenomenal. And he's, Obviously that, like, you know, I say gift number one, gift number two, because you have to be careful when you have the two kids, they, you know, with favorites.
0: (laughs) Yes, um, I understand.
1: You know, it just, yeah, the thought of having a child that, here's the thing, if I had known ahead of time that I would have had a child that had major disabilities, that would have been my choice. But I had had a child that was completely what appeared to be or whatever you think normal is. And now they're telling me that he'll never ride a bike, and this one happened, and that one happened, and you know, so hysteria and grief. And I'd never been depressed, even though I had a, a, a really challenging, abusive childhood. I'd never gone through that. I was a very strong person, and I felt like I'd had the wind knocked out of me at that time.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big life event that you chose, to, bring this beautiful soul into the world, who actually chose you as you say that when he was six so this his main
1: thing on the spectrum is the expressive of communication and you know ping-ponging a conversation back and forth Uh, it's that aspect of it and when he was six he said mom I just want to thank you for being my mom because I chose you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he's a wise soul he came here knowing already knowing that
1: And I wasn't, I was, I'd say spiritual, but I wasn't on the path I'm on now. So it kind of blew me away when I heard that. I was like, oh my God, Is where did these words come from at the time? So that kind of gave me the strength
0: to keep moving forward with him. Yeah. Did you have, like, you know how you said there are all these emotions that came up, the grief and the, you were just sort of thrown into this, situation that you weren't expecting or anticipating, was there an ability or space in your life that you were able to give to yourself to allow those emotions to be processed, to heal, to grieve? No, no.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. There hasn't been much Teresa time in the last 18 years. So my health went downhill. I I became diabetic. I was just, I was like obese I went to a size I never thought I would ever get to and it's just now I'd say in the last month and a half that I was like I'm going to die if I don't take care of myself physically I mean it's it's not I'm not crying I'm not it's just like it's reality right medicine and numbers don't lie so it was at that point I thought I have to take it back for me right now if i if i don't take it back from me it won't be here anymore and that was kind of like a little switch that turned on so i'm doing more for myself now than i ever have in 18 years
0: i want to congratulate you for that because that's a big step to really bring in that level of consciousness to your decision to know that and to yeah to take those steps, right? To step out of those unconscious patterns that you have been existing in. You've been in survival mode is how it is. And when you're in survival mode for extended periods of time, it's, it's not sustainable as you're recognizing and changing. There's something that you said earlier about when your son was born and about money. And so I I just wanted to follow that thread for you since we talked about money as the initial question. Mm -hmm. So what was the situation? Because what I believe you said was that once you make over a certain amount of money, you can't have funding for your child. And so what was your experience in that place with money? What did you do? How did you manage that space?
1: So I just said, I don't care what it costs. If I have to use all the money, equity in my house, I'll do whatever I have to do because you, there's no price on your child. And I would say that all the time. And now that I'm saying that, I understand why I am where I am. I'd say that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time, I would say that.
0: Yeah, and there's that that piece in there where did you get government funding when you when he was young? No
1: um we had a few we've had a few little things no we paid private for everything we had a few little things that were offered during the um the school year so he did different social groups um but i wanted again i was on a quest to fix and i say fix because that's the only way i could describe it to get him what he needed i don't know to this day honestly if if it was all of the time and energy money we put in, or if he would have been, okay, I don't know. I, I can't go back and, you know what I mean? Say, okay, I'm not going to do anything, but I don't know. But I made that choice somewhere, somehow, that I, I didn't care what the cost was. I was going to do it.
0: So what do you see related to your current financial situation that's connected to that?
1: I'm still trying to fix something, I think. I don't, I don't know if I'm right. That's what I'm hearing. And if you fixed it, what would be different? I probably have financial stability. When I mean financial stability, I mean not owing any money to anyone. You know what I mean? Just I'm not asking to win a lottery. I just financial stability where you don't have to worry about anything when it comes to finances.
0: What I see there, right, is this. Let me just follow this for you. So there's this... Story or this thread whereby, if there's enough money, or if there's, if, well, then I'm just trying to find the right words, like the way this wants to come in for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. The relationship you have with money, or that you've created with money through this wanting to fix, like if you would spend anything on your child, it creates this ebb and flow of where you're creating money and you're doing okay and then there's a part of you that pulls the rug out from underneath you and it's tied up in this inability to fix the situation like there there isn't a fix and i think you have there's a part of you or there's a large part of you that has come to that realization that your child he doesn't need fixing there's he just has this different way of existing and he is amazing and you you recognize that and you have built a life with that. And then there's this part of you connected to the money that is lagging in the sense that no matter how much money you have, it's not changing anything. And so you get in this push and pull with money because it's out of alignment with the truth that you're living with your son. Wow. What happens when you hear that?
1: Uh, it, it, I, I never looked at it that way before. It's like I. I, I knew that there was. A, I was creating something. I didn't. I, I didn't even know that it was connected to my child. I just thought that I. You know, I spent too much, or I didn't. Um, you know, I didn't manage it properly. I didn't realize that the two were connected. I actually thought the money was connected to my weight, so I didn't realize it was connected to this situation which is baffling. <laughs> it just, I wish I would have seen it, but obviously you need guidance to have somebody help you see it, right?
0: Yeah, and, and go easy on yourself in that place, right? It's It's a big life lesson. Like you unfold and connect in with things at the exact right moment for yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. you are on this journey into you, into choosing you, and recognizing what you need to do in your life to support yourself so that you can support others. And so layers are going to become available to you and stories will show up that you didn't see before. And there is there is a thread of it all, right? The needing to control things because something felt so out of your control. There's a connection back to that moment. you weren't able to spend the time that was needed to grieve. So that threaded through, it threaded through the money, it threads through the relationships, it threads through the weight. It's all tied up in this big, beautiful bow is the way I see it. Like it's a gift for you to explore and to dive into deeper. And one of the things I encourage you to do is to go back to when you're like, in your memories, go back to when your son was born. And when you learned of these things that were coming into your life that started to feel like, oh my gosh, and they they took over, right? They took over everything. And I mm-hmm. also see it goes back further, it goes back to your childhood, but a good yes, place to start. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead.
1: No, yes, it does. Because I grew up very poor as well. And, you know, with never having enough. So it does go back farther than that. But I wasn't sure because, you know, like I said, I live in a nice house. You know, I I am not I'm not poor by any means. I'm not. Uh, I've accomplished more than I ever thought I would have accomplished in my life growing up poor like that. So um, I don't know where I was going with this. Sorry, my mind (laughs) (laughs) wandered.
0: It's, it's all included in the conversation. And that's because you are an amazing creator, like what you have managed to do, or what you have brought the level of abundance you have brought into your life is significant. And mm-hmm. that's without even going deep, like the capacity that you have for more, And for more love, for more love for you, for your children, for your husband, like there's, there's a lot more that's available to you if you're willing to dive deep. That's awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: So because I didn't grieve properly, do I, is it, is it over or do I go through a, a grieving process like to move on and start to repair those threads? Like what do I do?
0: Yeah. I see it as like in your heart there's a a space that is blocked and wants to the energy wants to be moved and grieving will release like its its grief energy that wants to come out and so yes in a very loving and supportive way start to allow yourself to grieve to move that energy right and and rather than making it Like, not like a pity party, right? Like, oh, poor you, all these things. I see it more as a release, as a rebirth, as a way to move energy that's just stuck and is really ready to go so that there's this clear space left underneath for you to fill with everything you would love. I like that. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then, Be intentional, right? With what you do want to fill that space with. Do you have support? Like, do you have a therapist or a coach or anybody that you're working with, with this journey?
1: You know what? I I have, like, I'm a hypnotherapist. So I do have a few friends within, but I haven't been working with someone specifically,
0: no. Support would be really great for you because you are on a journey. You're showing me like you're at the edge of this big expanse and there's a path going out in front of you, you've reached this edge of this new journey. There's a journey I see behind you that you've walked through. And now you're in this space where there's this big expanse ahead of you. And what I know from my own journey is that the more support you have, the more easeful the process is, the more you can grasp from it, or grasp isn't the right word, the more that you can harvest from it to move you in the direction that you have started at a at a pace that is supportive of you rather than like little tiny step here tiny step there oh I'm slipping back if you have somebody that's supporting you I really sense in you this ability to show up for yourself it just got lost along the way and so somebody who calls you into that okay yeah So what are you taking away from our call today? What medicine are you making is the way I love to say it. So my take on our conversation was it's not about
1: the money and it's not about it coming in and not being there that I've created this, this problem, but it really has to do with the grieving process of when, with what I went through with my son and that I haven't shown up for myself. And I haven't, um, I've been on, how did you say it? I've been on, um, crisis not crisis mode you used to word survival survival mode and you know it It all makes sense to me i'm hearing you say it and it makes sense to me and i i haven't been talking about his story in in a long time because i i don't want to reinstall those f- hurt feelings again but i think if i haven't resolved them i won't be able to move past it so grieving is important
0: yeah And I love like you bringing up the story, right? You, instead of being the story, you are now at the point in your journey where you become the storyteller in the sense that you are rewriting the story. You are crafting the story of your destiny, of your future, and you're not going to base it on your past. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to add into the and I'm just letting the information drop in, the way you said you haven't shown up for yourself. Reframe that a little bit in your as you go forward in the sense that you were really devoted to showing up for the other people in your life. No, I like that. I like that, yeah. And now it's time to be in devotion to showing up for you. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And the more you are in devotion to you, the more you will have to give to others. That's very true. It's true. Does this feel like an okay place to land for today? It does. It does. Thank you. I I
1: really enjoyed being brought through this. It's a gentle process. It was beautiful. And you gave me insight that I didn't know. I, I, I was missing. So I'm so
0: appreciative. Thank you. You're so welcome, my love. <laughs> Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.